Hello everyone, I'm your host Toko and this is my podcast, there's a voice for that. Thank you so much for joining me and as you can tell by the title of this episode, we're going to be talking about moving forward but not moving on and I chose this specifically as a title to kind of get into the integrities as a Christian and what um, spiritually spiritual productivity looks like and how to go about it. So let's just go get right into it. So I'm going to be reading from quite a few places, but let's just see. Let's just get right into it. So, yeah, um, I want to start in First Corinthians 3, verse 2 to 4. And this is basically Paul talking to the people of the church. And the title of this is called Paul and Apollos, Servants of Christ. And this is where we get that scripture that talks about milk and, you know, being mature and all those things and so let's just get into it it says in verse 2 i had to feed you with milk not with solid food because you weren't ready for anything stronger and you still aren't ready for you are still controlled by your sinful nature you are still jealous of one another and quarrel with each other doesn't that prove that you're still controlled by your sinful nature aren't you living like people of the world and i think one thing that is important to realize is that we all start somewhere as Christians. And these were people that were still starting us in the faith. The church was very, very young. And I think it appeals to us new believers because I still consider myself a new believer. And it's not to say that Paul is condemning us here, but it's just pointing out and really showing them where they are spiritually. And I think that's the basis of what I want to talk about and how we go from moving forward instead of moving on. And moving on, I'm very anti-moving on in this context because when you move on from things, it means that you have to leave them in the past. And in some instances, yes, there's some things that you have to let go of and things that you have to, you know, learn from God and move on from. But I don't think they should just be thrown out of our spiritual backpacks, if that makes sense. We should be taking that along with us to achieve greater heights. And throughout the whole weight series, I referred heavily to my to my past. And that was a form of me moving forward because I was taking what I what I had learned from God and what I came to know about God and lessons that I that I encountered from God and applying them into my faith till this day and that's the whole premise of what I wanted to talk about because not only do a lot of people get spiritually stunted when when it comes to moving on and not moving on moving forward let me stick to the context moving forward and and also just trying to mature their faith but they just don't know how to go about growing the seeds that God has planted in them and the lessons that he, that they have learned from God. So hopefully this is going to be helpful in that context and hopefully people will learn. So yeah, anyway, getting into the integrities of this, of this, um, of this scripture. I think, like I said, he's not necessarily condemning us to, to feel like, oh, okay, I'm not, I'm not worthy of the things that, that, um, but he's saying it's more to say that you will be one day, but right now you're not. And I think it's better to get feedback than no feedback. And Paul is quite literally telling them that, yeah, I'm, I have to give you these 
you know, basic spiritual foods. Because as we know, children, when they're really, really young, they have, they they just drink milk. Like when they're like a year old, like not even a year old, like younger than that, they just drink milk. And a lot of us are still in that phase. And, you know, there's no shame in that because that's what you need to survive and grow. Because how would you know how to eat solid foods if you did not if you didn't know how to drink milk so i think the firm foundation is knowing how to partake of that milk and knowing and really just ironing out the basics that come in our faith and like i said there's no shame in that and as long as you're being consistent and you you, your aim is to grow and move forward then you go you go for it so yeah that was like the first lesson that I wanted to get into and you know I think one way to also realize how we are meant to move forward is to look at our own sinful nature and Paul says here that we are still controlled by our sinful nature when we are still drinking milk and we're still in that infant stage and I'm looking I'm thinking back to my own life when when I was still like very, very, very newborn, like Christian, there were still things I had to cut out. There were still things I had to repent from and things I had to stop doing. And that's why you can't necessarily give newborn believers a immense amount of, you know, platforms and stuff. And Paul says in, a, in another book that the leaders of the church shouldn't be people who are new to the faith and it's not it's not to say that they'll never be worthy but what I understand from that was that we need somebody who is well versed and who has who has the experience in the word and who is taking part of the solid food which is to understand the the deep gravity and the the whole context of the bible because I think a lot of new believers you know they're they're still trying to get into a routine they're still trying to understand some of the things because I remember when I was reading stuff like the old testament went over my head the first time completely over my head and I imagine somebody who's meant who's like who was like me who's meant to preach the masses about say for example the laws of you know animal sacrifice in Leviticus you know so I think Paul's message here is a reflection of how God feels for us because it's it's never it's never to see it's never meant to be a a thing of shaming us you know and meant to put us in the limelight that that is our relationship with God yes we're supposed to be consistent but it's I can kind of compare it to when parents take their kids for a lesson like a extracurricular lesson they'll say oh this kid is not ready for this they're not they're not ready for the next phase of this lesson so for example if you're going for swimming lessons I remember when I was younger I went for swimming lessons and the first thing I had to do is is doggy paddle and manage how to float in the water but I wanted to do the breaststrokes and the backstrokes and stuff so I had to listen to my mom and say no you're not ready for that and a lot of us are in that boat like you're not ready for the things that you're ambitious about it's not to say that you won't get there you will learn the backstroke but let's focus on actually floating the water because you won't know how to backstroke if you if you're at the bottom of the pool so yeah hopefully that makes sense and hopefully it's encouraging to people to stay diligent and see what god has for you you know and so 
once we get to a higher height in our faith, what happens after is very crucial. And for this, I'm going to be reading from Jeremiah 3 verse 16. And this scripture was very convicting. Like this chapter itself was very, very convicting because it just called me out. And just for context, it's talk, this, this scripture talks about the blatant idolatry of Judah and Israel. And in the end of the chapter, we are met with faith because, you know, that's just how God is. He, he will call you out, but he's still going to call you back in love type of thing. So, yeah. Verse 16 says, and your land is, and when your land is once more filled with people, says the Lord, you will no longer wish for the good old days when you possessed the ark of the Lord's covenant. You will not miss those days or even rem remember them. And there will be no need to rebuild the ark. And I think I chose this specifically because as a Christian myself, when I was building my faith and trying to, you know, find a path for myself. And looking back now, there was always this temptation to go back to those days because that was when I was, everything was so new to me. And um, specifically because that was when I was spending the most amount of like hours, I mean, I mean, amount of time with God because I would spend like maybe like two or three hours reading the word, praying and, you know, cutting things out and, just aligning my spiritual disciplines with God. And it's not to say that I don't do that now, but I'm a, I'm a little bit more mature in my faith. And I think wanting to go back to the old good old days is a form of regression. And going backwards is never the faith, is never the, the point of faith. You know, we're always meant to follow God's path and, you know, see what he has next for us. Not necessarily to be so fixated on that but to allow God to align our next steps because I think sometimes there's always security in the past and I that, that, that was what I was longing for I was just like okay back in the past I would do this let me do that and the Lord was like no you that was a that was a building block time you're not building anymore you're applying your faith and it says here that we no longer need we no longer need um a wish for the the ark of the Lord's covenant and if you don't know, the Ark of the Lord's Covenant was basically the laws that God gave to the Israelites through Moses. And that was like the Ten Commandments and, and, and. And a lot of us want to go back to that very legalistic mindset, you know. And a lot of us want to go back to being, you know, incredibly disciplined. And it's not to say that we shouldn't want to be disciplined. But now, especially once you grow past receiving milk we want to go back to receiving milk it's like it's like seeing an adult child drinking formula you'd be like huh like that doesn't make any sense and yet a lot of us are trying as much as possible to do that we're forcing ourselves to have something that, that isn't as nutritious for us and one thing I will say pertaining to what I said about the time that I spent with God in the past versus now I'm more interested in quality over quantity you know because when you feel the holy spirit for the first time it's beautiful it's impactful it's amazing and you know you, ne you never you never you, you you haven't felt that feeling before 
and once you're once you've kind of gotten a grasp of him not necessarily getting used to him the quality of the worship is much far much more important than the than the quality than the quantity and by that i mean you can spend like four hours praying but if you aren't impacted or if, if you're not going to apply what you learned or whatever whatever you got from that four hour worship then it was pointless versus you can spend like an hour with the lord and it can be an hour where that's broken up where it's like 30 minutes in the morning 30 minutes at night and if you were able to apply what you learned in the morning and then reflect upon it in the night that's quality and that was learned through the the quantity that i spent in the very beginning of my life so that's why i titled this move forward and not move on because had i moved on i would have forgotten about the crucial time that i spent in the very beginning of my faith and so that's why the lord said to jeremiah you will not you no longer wish for the good old days and the good old days may have been the beginning of your faith which which must have been wonderful but it's time to move on it's time to start applying our faith it's time to it's time to just start being a little bit more disciplined and disciplined in the faith in in the context of maturity and maturity and spiritual productivity will look different for everyone but for me personally i focus on the quality of my worship and what it is i'm doing and obviously trying to articulate as much productive time as possible and also seeing how what i learn is applied to my day-to-day lives because as i said this chapter really convicted me and this was like a very spontaneous moment i was like you know what let me just read my bible and it was just for like 20 minutes but it really moved my heart to actually start removing the things that i was doing and removing the the distractions that i was falling into and stuff like that and that was a form of applying what i learned because i felt very apart from god and i felt very convicted and i literally broke down into tears yesterday because of how impactful this was to me and like i said it was literally in 20 minutes and that's just my personal discipline and like spiritual maturity and i just really implore people to find it for themselves if it looks like my like what i've just broken down great if it doesn't also great but as long as it's led by the holy spirit and the the conviction is not condemnation because sometimes the devil might con- confuse you to think that oh this is actually conviction but you're just being condemned you know if it's helpful that's how i so that's how i um kind of differentiate the two if it's actually helping me to get closer to god then it's conviction if it's condemnation and i'm feeling shameful if i'm feeling shameful then it's actually condemnation so that's just like my articulation between the two and so you know having a sinful nature is not necessarily something that you'll move move on from because we are in a fleshly body so we are inclined to sin as it says in romans 7 um but there are some ways that we can train our muscles to avoid sin and to decrease the likelihood of falling into sins and that's from moving forward so that means that starting somewhere and recognizing for example recognizing our sins and then moving forward would be okay in order to move move forward from this i need to 
avoid this website. I need to unfollow this person. I need to stop speaking to this person. That would be moving forward. And you, the reason why I say it's moving forward is because you had to start somewhere. You know, you had to have a starting point, point to move forward from. And so that's why it's not, like I said, with the, with the reading from First Corinthians, it's not necessarily because we will never get to that point of, you know, actually having solid food or that Paul is condemning us for our sinful nature. It's rather to just have somewhere to start from and some sort of feedback. So, yeah, hopefully no one is feeling like, oh my gosh, I'm hopeless. I, you know... I'm doomed, I'm spiritually doomed, I'm going to hell. No, 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 no. This is just shedding light on the situation. And so, finally, I wanted to just talk about what that would look like in a practical way and just kind of affirm that to people, which which would be reading from Proverbs 4, verse 18, which says, The way of the righteous is like the first gleam of dawn, which shines ever brighter and to the full light of day. Verse 19 says, but the way of the wicked is like total darkness. They have no idea what they are stumbling over. And I chose this, I chose this to close because I think it kind of gives us hope. It gives me a lot of hope. This is one of my favorite chapters in Proverbs because, I don't know, it's very convicting. And it's kind of like a letter from God to me because the word says like, oh, if you read the chapter, it says, oh, listen carefully, my child. And it's just very personal but coming back to the context of this of these two of these two chap um verses we aren't condemned to die as christians as we know jesus came and gave us salvation and this scripture is meant to be seen as a means of motivation because we who are righteous have have been called out of our sin and if we answer the call and if we hear what God is telling us, we will continue to shine and we'll continue to move forward into the light. The more and more you move forward into the light, the more light there will be. And think of it like this. When you're going out of a very dark tunnel, you can see the light. And at first, it's a tiny little dot. As you move forward into the light, more light comes into your face, more and more and more until you're actually in the light, in the sunlight or whatever it is. And that's what it's supposed to be for us Christians as well. Most of us kind of see ourselves like oh i'm done i'm not, I'm, not, I'm never going to be perfect it's true we'll never be perfect but we can still follow the one that is perfect you know jesus says he's the light of the world and we should be following that light and by following that light it means that we have to move forward you know so hopefully this has been helpful hopefully this has been you know it has been impactful and has shed light on your situations and i speak about this in the context of spiritual productivity because I think that's kind of like the main word of this year or the main phrase is being spiritually productive because productivity will always reap results. And for us, results looks like fruit and can be namely the fruit of the Holy Spirit or righteous fruits, as I like to say. So hopefully this has been helpful. Please stay safe. I love you. And most importantly, the Lord loves you. As you may or may not know, Christians are being persecuted in other countries on a daily basis. So I believe it's up to us Christians, fellow believers in Christ, to support them either financially or spiritually. So would you please, please, please click the link in my bio under 
persecuted Christians, support them financially and join me in prayer either five minutes, two minutes a day just to pray for them and pray for their strength and their courage to continue worshipping God and to continue following Jesus. Thank you.